Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today I have with me my mother Renee. Welcome mom. Thank you, good to be here. Good to have you as always. And today we are going to be talking about fiber which is a very important health topic and nutrition. It falls under the category of nutrition. So before we get started in that, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us all of this wonderful knowledge about how we can get our bodies to be more healthy so that we can serve you better. And we thank you for helping us to know how to make it not only healthier, but to make it stronger and to put it to good use so that we can then witness and share to others about your goodness and your love. And we ask that you continue to teach us, lead us, and guide us. And we know that you want us to be in good health. So we ask that you continue to prepare our hearts and our bodies for your soon return. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let's get right into it, shall we? All right. Well, we're told in Councils on Diet and Food that education should be given on proper diet. So it also goes in line with Genesis 1.29, Genesis 3.18, Isaiah 55.2, and Psalms 103.4-5. And also 3 John 2, the Bible says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So getting to know what is good for our diet and what isn't good for our diet is very important according to these verses. Yes, it's very important to know what we should and shouldn't put in our bodies and what things will do it the most benefit. You know, what we should try to take in on a daily basis. For instance, the vitamins that we need on a daily basis and all of the things that will do our body the most good. And that's why we should educate ourselves to know these things because if we don't know them, then we are putting our health in risk. Well, people think that when they get a disease, it's just because their parents had it or grandparents had it. But that's not true. We're told in Ministry of Healing, page 127, that disease is an effort of nature to free the system from conditions that result from a violation of the laws of health. In case of sickness, the cause should be ascertained. Unhealthful conditions should be changed. Wrong habits corrected. Then nature is to be assisted in her effort to expel impurities and to reestablish right conditions in the system. Pure air, sunlight, abstemiousness, rest, exercise, proper diet, the use of water, trust in divine power, these are the true remedies. Every person should have a knowledge of nature's remedial agencies and how to apply them. It is essential both to understand the principles involved in the treatment of the sick and to have a practical training that will enable one rightly to use this knowledge. So you see, getting a disease is from a violation of the laws of health. Now granted, if your parents or grandparents have this disease, you are more susceptible to getting it. So what you want to do is have a good lifestyle because uh, genetics loads the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. That's true. And we see it time and time again. I mean, our great-great-grandparents could be the reason why we could have a risk for diabetes or for heart failure or for whatever the reason is and it's because of whatever choices they made in their life and what they decided to do with their bodies and that's why we see many children coming out with autism and with all of these diseases that we didn't really have a lot of back in the day because of the choices 
that parents knowingly or unknowingly put in their body. Yeah, and autism is a big thing nowadays, and many children have inherited it from vaccines, but that's another topic for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for sure. That's a huge topic that we can't get into today because what we want to know is... What specifically is fiber? Well, the word fiber comes from the Latin word fibra, meaning fiber, thread, string, filament, and trails. Dietary fiber means nutrients in the diet that are not digested by gastrointestinal enzymes. Fiber is also known as roughage. It is the indigestible part of a plant food that pushes through our digestive tract, absorbing water along the way and easing bowel movements. Very important. People who are constipated don't have enough fiber in their diet, which we'll get into later. So the many kinds of fiber fall under two groups. There's soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. The soluble fiber is those that dissolve in water, and the insoluble is those that don't. Both types are present in all plant foods, but rarely in equal proportion. And insoluble fiber absorbs and holds water from four to six times its own volume causes a sense of fullness and helping to prevent you from overeating and has many other functions including moving bulk through the digestive tract and controlling pH acidity levels in the intestines. So that's very important. Yes, it is. And the benefits of, of that is um, kind of fiber is that it promotes regular bowel movements and prevents constipation, like I said earlier. It speeds up the elimination of toxic waste through the colon. By keeping an optimal pH in the intestines, insoluble fiber helps prevent microbes from producing substances which can lead to colorectal cancer. And the functions and benefits of soluble fiber are as follows. Soluble fiber has the most beneficial effects on blood sugar. So if you're having trouble with that, that's good to know. It slows down your digestion, helps to absorb carbohydrates, and prevents a quick rise in blood sugar levels. It binds with fatty acids, and it slows down the time it takes to empty the stomach, and also slows down the rate of sugar absorption by the body. And it also attaches itself to cholesterol and other byproducts of fat digestion, and it pulls them out of the body, thereby lowering the LDL cholesterol levels, which is fascinating. Very much. Now, where do we find fiber? We find it in fruit, vegetables, nuts, grains, seeds, and beans, or legumes. And there's disease related, too, to low-fiber diets. You can get appendicitis, breast cancer, colon cancer, constipation, as we mentioned earlier, coronary artery disease, diabetes, diverticulitis, diverticulosis, heart disease, hiatal hernia, high cholesterol levels, irritable bowel syndrome, neurological disorders, obesity, osteoporosis, peptic ulcers, prostate cancer, varicose vein disorders, and many other problems just from having not enough fiber in your diet. I mean, if you notice, a lot of the diseases had to do with colon problems. I mean, were you aware that the majority of your immune system, like 70% is located in the colon? Yes, I knew that. 
That's amazing. Also, I wanted to point out the fact that I find it amazing how all of the fiber that we need can be found in the things that God wants us to eat. Fruits, nuts, grains, vegetables, all of those things that are good for you instead of the things that will bring also disease to our bodies. And God's not going to tell us this is the best diet for you and then say, oh, sorry, you're not going to have enough fiber, you know. A low-fiber diet has a major impact on our immune system. So infectious diseases and diseases related to the immune system can result from that. And you're more prone to getting colds and flus, too, when you have a low-fiber diet. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So during the cold and flu season, which is approaching us, we should be eating a little bit more fiber. (laughs) Well, how much fiber is necessary for good health? Let's talk about that. The recommended daily amount is 25 to 30 grams. Now, for a diabetic, 50 grams daily is recommended. The average American, though, only takes about 14 grams a day. So this definitely accounts for a significant number of health issues that Americans are faced with. The recommended daily amount is 25 to 30 grams, as I said, and it varies, though, depending on your sex and age. Now, for children, ages 1 to 3, they only need about 19 grams. Children 4 to 8 need 21 grams. Female girls 9 to 18 need about 26 grams, and female girls 19 to 50 need 25 grams. Women who are over 51 need 21 grams, and pregnant women need 28 grams, and women who are breastfeeding need 29 grams. Now, males, 9 to 13, they only need 31 grams, which is higher than women. Men need more than women. 14 to 49 years for men is 30 to 35 grams, and men older than 50 need 38 grams each day. So, as I said, you see, men, they need more fiber than women. And diabetics need the most. I mean, 50 grams a day, that's quite a lot. Yes. I mean, the following things that we just mentioned are so amazing that we don't think about the things. We think we have what we need in our diet, and they think that, oh, I'm getting fiber by eating, like, bread or maybe even cereal, but it's not enough. You know, people have usually a big portion of meat and maybe even some potatoes, but then they only have, like, a little bit of the vegetables. You know, most of their diet consists of, you know, things that won't give them the that good fiber. Right. Well, we're going to share a list of foods and their amounts that contain at least 10 grams of fiber. And this will give you an idea about how much fiber you're getting each day if you're eating these foods. And example, if you pick three items from this list or six of the items and only consume half of what the portion is, then you've consumed your 30 grams a day. So it's really not that hard as people think. Another thing you can do is make sure you're getting an adequate amount of fiber every day is to make sure you get your fruit, your vegetables, nuts, grains, seeds, and legumes in each day. Switching them, of course, around from day to day. You don't want to eat the same thing every day. We want to make sure we have a variety of foods and never make it boring. And also to make it more fun, include different colors. The reds, the blues, the yellows. This includes your orange as well as your green and white and all the different colors. It's beautiful when you look at all the different colors of foods. Variety is the spice of life and eat a rainbow. Those are the two things that are advised over and over again. When you eat a rainbow, 
you are looking at your plate and you're seeing color and it makes the food more edible. Like you are excited to eat something that looks good. A lot of the things that we see, it goes to whether or not we are looking forward to eating something. I mean, eating isn't just taste, it's also sight and sometimes even sound. You know, if well, you've ever crunched smell. and... Smell. <laughs> smell is also important. And yeah, yeah. You should know that. Touch, you always smell everything I'm cooking. <laughs> yeah. Touch, taste, smell, and sound. All of it goes into you know the food and like if you've ever seen somebody or hear somebody crunch into something let's say an onion ring for example when you smell it your mouth starts watering when you hear that crunch of that crispy onion ring you're like "Ooh, I want it even though it might not be the healthiest to eat but it's a good example because you know you have all of these things that appeal to your senses and that's why food commercials are very aware of that and that's why they try to make the food look as appealing as possible right well the first thing we do is smell that is if we're around it then we look and then we taste and that tells us you know whether or not we like it or not as soon as we taste it something can look really good but then you might not like it when you try it and that's you know that's okay everybody has different tastes now if you wanted to do something fun with your family and you don't have to agree to it of course and you have to trust each other implicitly but a fun thing i've seen to do is where you blindfold your family member or yourself gets blindfolded and you have like this taste test to see whether you can try to figure out what you're eating and it could be strawberries and blueberries and sometimes the senses can deceive you so you think you're eating one thing when in fact you're not and so it can be a a little fun to do with your friends or family members like i did with you the other day when i gave you a taste I bought a new juice, apricot mango, and I put it in the freezer to cool it down for a little bit, and then I forgot about it. So later on, I was doing something in the kitchen, and I opened up the freezer, and I'm like, oh no, there's that juice. So I took it out, and you were in the dining room eating, and I just took a spoon and scraped some off the top and told you to open your mouth and gave you a taste. You didn't know what it was, but... I thought at first it was something really sour and it ends up that it was just it wasn't mixed well but it was apricot mango and it was like um a shaved ice what what are those called the almost like a slushy well yeah like a slushy type thing but yeah it's sometimes fun to do that but you have to be able to trust the other person that they're gonna put something that you actually like in your mouth you can mostly taste the apricot but then when it defrosted and we could shake it up a little bit, it was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't it was. bad. It was something new to try. But anyway, let's go over that list of foods that contain fiber. Now, the first one is almonds. Just two tablespoons gives you 10 grams of fiber. That's amazing. Two tablespoons. Now, an apple, if you have three apples a day and you only eat one apple, you have about two and a half to three 3.3 grams of fiber. But most people don't eat three apples a day, but it's just to show you that if you had three apples, you would get 10 grams of fiber. Now, if you eat one cup of dried apricots, you get 10 grams of fiber. A cup of beans, a baked potato with the skin, you know, I'm just talking about plain before you put anything on it. One large baked potato, three medium bananas, broccoli, of course you want to cook that. Now, one large head. Now, most people don't consume the whole head at a meal, so you may only eat a part of this. 
maybe one-tenth would be about a gram of fiber. But when you eat a little of this and a little of that, food that contains fiber, you're going to get your 25 to 30 grams per day. So the next thing is cabbage. One medium head, carrots, three of them, cauliflower, a large head, chia seeds, two tablespoons, hummus. Mmm, somebody likes hummus in this house. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. I especially love it when I first make it and it's kind of warm. But just three quarters of a cup and you have 10 grams of fiber. Now you might think that sounds like a lot of hummus, but it's really not. No, that put that on a couple of pita breads and you basically have a half a cup right there. It's gone, yeah. <laughs> well, some more things are figs. Dried figs, one third a cup is 10 grams. And flaxseed grounded, one cup, well, two tablespoons would be an eighth of a cup. So one eighth of 10 equals 1.25% grams of fiber. So flax seeds are excellent. About 40 grapes equals 10 grams of fiber. So, and grapes are small, so you can eat them and you're just popping them in your mouth. Yeah, but I doubt a person would eat 40, but still. No, but if you have... 20, that's 5 grams, that's still good. Yeah, exactly. Like they said, you combine different fruit with at a meal and before you know it you have 25 to 30 grams a day because the one meal is vegetables and the other is fruit so and also lentils cooked two cups of lentils are 10 grams so a fourth a cup would be equivalent to 2.5 grams of fiber. And nobody's going to eat just a quarter cup of lentils. Somebody, you can eat at least a cup of them, so you're going to get at least 5 grams right there. Yeah, and oats, only one cup of oats you need for 10 grams. And oranges, you have three oranges, peaches, six of them you get 10 grams and peanuts one cup of peanuts is 10 grams and now a quart- that's too much to eat yeah. a cup of peanuts but still we're just showing you how you can get your fiber in these plant-based foods right and a fourth a cup of uh, peanuts is 2.5 grams so if you have yeah. peanut butter toast peanut butter applesauce toast you'd be getting some good fiber right. in that two pairs is enough for 10 grams so one pair is equivalent to five grams of fiber right there right just by eating one pair and peas peas have a cup one cup of peas i mean you get 10 grams a cup of prunes a cup of sunflower seeds those are all 10 grams of fiber wheat bran a half a cup is is uh, 10 grams and then whole grain bread now five slices is for store-bought you would need five slices of store-bought bread to get your fiber 10 grams but listen to this homemade whole grain bread you only need three slices hey i eat that for a meal three pieces of toast with some avocado on it oh so good yeah so remember these are just examples fiber is found in all fruits all vegetables nuts grains seeds and legumes so you're not going to lack any fiber if you're eating from these different categories every day and, and proper meal combinations, etc. You're going to get your fiber. And if you are uncertain as to how you will get more fiber into your diet, the following are some creative ways to add fiber to your mealtime. So, you can add flax seeds, chia seeds, or any seeds or nuts to salad or soups or cereals. I love to put them in salads. They're excellent yes. and they add a nice crunch to your salad salad besides the lettuce and whatever else you put in there but it has a good flavor and keep fresh and frozen fruit to add to your cereal or your desserts right and it can make a really nice good summer thing to eat with some nice 
ice cream, you add some fresh berries to your ice cream, it's really good. Just <laughs> saying. <laughs> but there's lots of things you can do with fresh fruits or frozen fruits. And also cook vegetables. You add them to a salad or, you know, ramen soup or anything you want to eat vegetables with, rice or whatever you put it in. On the side even by themselves. I love vegetables plain too. Yeah, you can create them in different ways. You could have curried vegetables, which is delicious. Add some coconut milk to some vegetables, add some homemade curry powder, and ooh, you got yourself a nice meal with some lentils and rice. Ooh, my mouth is watering just <laughs> thinking about it. Now you can choose whole grain cereals. There's a lot of good cereals out there. Kashi has excellent cereal with with lots of high fiber in it and just read your labels don't go buy that cheap yucky cereal go to the natural food section and get good healthy whole grain cereal beans and peas go with your meal and you can include them in your diet choose breads and pasta made from whole grains that's pretty much only eat whole wheat pasta rarely do i ever buy a white pasta maybe if we're traveling or something and and couldn't find it but i i can't remember ever buying white i think i bought some accidentally once and well we ate it because you know i already paid for it but i normally always get whole wheat pasta and some people say they don't like it well i'm going to tell you this they are certain brands that aren't so tasty as other brands so try different brands if you don't like one try another some of them are very strong and and don't have a the right taste but the one i get i get well trader joe's has excellent whole wheat pasta and kroger if you live in the area where they have kroger they have an excellent pasta called simple truth and if not you can order it online too so Look for that one. That's a very good whole wheat pasta. Just read your labels. If it says, if it's enriched, it's not whole grain. Enriched does not mean healthy. They remove the important parts and then they added minerals back in. So don't get enriched. <laughs> if you're feeling adventurous enough, you can even try experimenting making your own pasta. We've never done it, but it'd be interesting to try sometime. Don't know if we will have the time, but that's always an option. You can try to make your own homemade pasta. Yeah, another thing you can do is when you have your salad, put a cooked vegetable in it, an orange or yellow one. I'll put in cooked carrots in our salad a lot of times. It's really good. And try to eat at least three to four fruits every day. If both your hands can cover the fruit, like a banana, that's considered two servings. So, you know, there's a lot of things you can you can eat to um, get your fiber. And there's more things to know about fiber, such as meat and cheese and dairy products do not contain fiber. That's right. They have zero fiber. Right. I mean, increase your fiber intake slowly. Don't add all at one time time try adding a couple grams each day until your required amount is reached if you add too quickly you can get a lot of problems such as gas bloating or diarrhea and be sure to drink enough water each day or when you add your needed fiber to your diet constipation can result remember the rule of thumb for water is half your weight in ounces on top of your morning water so 16 ounces in the morning so if you weigh about 160 pounds, you want a minimum of 80 ounces of water. Not drunk all at one time, but divided up by the number of hours you are awake in the day. And we did a podcast on water where I went into detail with that. So you can listen to that one if you want more information on the water thing. But it's very, very easy to get your water in every day if you're drinking the proper amount every hour. Also, some intestinal disorders require low fiber diets during 
acute flare-ups, and that includes intestinal inflammation, Crohn's disease, and diverticulitis. For these disorders, a low-fiber diet is followed only for a short time. A high-fiber diet is normally resumed once the acute symptoms have subsided. If you would like to learn more about fiber, you can do a Google search. There's a lot of information out there regarding this subject. And one last quote I'd like to share with you is in Councils on Health, and it says, Thousands need and would gladly receive instruction concerning the simple methods of treating the sick. Methods that are taking the place of the use of poisonous drugs. There is great need of instruction in regard to dietetic reform. Wrong habits of eating and the use of unhealthful food are in no small degree responsible for the intemperance and crime and wretchedness that curse the world. That's Councils on Health 389, paragraph 3. Wow. We definitely have to be very careful about what we put in our body and the habits that we can so easily form. Right. I mean, it's easy to get in your comfort zone, if you know what I mean. You know, you you get comfortable doing things a certain way, but then when somebody comes around and tells you, hey, you need to change, people put up a fight because they don't want to leave their comfort zones and it can be hard but that's why we caution you to do it a little bit every single day add just a little bit more you know you don't have to do it all at once god doesn't expect you to change in an instant salvation is a work of progress (laughs) and so is diet we highly encourage you to take it one day at a time and just work on that day and then do better the next day and pray prayer is always the key you know in everything pray and ask the lord to lead and guide and direct you and he will help you because he knows if you're sincere and you really want to do better and, and and he will grant that wish and remember with you working together with him there's nothing that can stand in your way so you got this and we encourage you to continue to research it out for yourself it's a very interesting topic there's a lot more that probably could be said on this and we encourage you to study it out some more for yourself this is fascinating how much we can learn by something that we don't really consider too much of we hear about people saying oh you need your fiber but it's good to understand why we need fiber and how much we need and how it can affect our body when we don't get enough or the right amounts of fiber so well that's why we're told in councils on diet and food that education should be given on proper diet and so that's what we're trying to do we're trying to educate you so that you can learn a proper diet and all the things you need and don't need and live a happier healthier life because again as god says in 3 john 2 beloved i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper so god wants us to be in good health he doesn't want us to be sick exactly and he wants us to live our best life so that we are having healthy bodies so that we can serve him better and be a witness to others in a better way because when we're healthy and we have that youth people want to know how we got it and why we have glowing skin and uh, youthful looks and they ask us all the time accused of being a teenager (laughs) (laughs) yeah we just have to be willing to do things different you know we have to be willing to do things the way that God God wants us to do it and he will reward us right it says in ministry of healing it's far better to prevent disease than to know how to treat it when it's contracted and that's so true disease doesn't just happen overnight we've brought it on ourselves by our bad habits and our 
not eating right and not exercising and not obeying the laws of health, we bring these things on ourselves. And then when we get it, it takes a while to get rid of it. It's, it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't go away overnight. So it's our duty to inform ourselves and educate ourselves and learn about the laws of health and what to eat, what not to eat, and how to treat our bodies and how to best take care of it so we can glorify God in all that we think, do, and say. Yeah, and I want to thank you for coming on and doing just that today with me and talking about all of your knowledge and sharing what you know. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to do a podcast together. <laughs> and I want you all to remember what it says in Matthew 5 16 let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven so now that you know go and share it with others and with that being said let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord